0: January 29th. Let's get it started. I'm Leo Sailor, joined by Ryan Poli and Safwan Avi. How we doing today, boys? What's going on?
1: You know, it's going.
0: So we're back here for another uh, episode, as you can expect every week here from the AM Hour Squad. Um, tonight we've got not a whole lot of content, given that we are a little bit of a just gossip lull. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> gossip, gossip. I like that word for sure. Um, and so we're gonna have probably a briefer pod than we've had lately, especially with the long pods just in general. Uh, coming out lately so we don't want to disappoint but with that said we are gonna cut it a little bit shorter than per usual today we're not gonna go the hour like yeah. we did the first week back Exactly. we're gonna give you guys exactly. good content though we're gonna give you guys good you can content. always count on that you can always count on that and uh, as per usual we're gonna have staff want to start it off and tell us what's first
2: yeah so the first thing we're gonna talk about or I guess the lack thereof with the energy is the Pro Bowl the yeah. Pro Bowl just happened the AFC dominated the NFC but the score doesn't really matter to anybody but i think what really mattered to people was how poor the play was i mean they were out there playing two hand touch the whole
1: time they had running backs at the defensive end getting sacks they had garbage. saquon
2: barkley and alvin kamara playing defense and they were i mean they just it was just like, bad it was under, just bad i understand TV. the guys
1: wanting to have fun in the pro bowl and everything and there's a time and place for that and everything but i mean how much you know how much flexibility do you allow these players to have like how like how like a ago do you want them to do it i know you can't get injuries like in the program. and that's why they don't want to get injured. Don't get injured. You know, they don't want to risk some so, crazy
2: injury or anything like that. So they're not putting in a lot of effort. Players are playing out of position. They're just kind of, you know, going through the progressions and just moseying around out there. Why not make it a flag football game?
1: Yeah, exactly. My proposition. I was talking to Safweezy about this earlier. Is make it seven on seven with the skill players. You know, have a quarterback just drop back, have like a five second limit, and have the receivers and running backs do whatever the hell they want, and then have the linemen have like a benching contest a squatting contest and an eating contest on the side (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then actually they do that with Leo flag football they have a
2: flag football league where they have a quarterback and they have Three yeah. or four skill position players, and they're just flying around the field, and it's actually, I you mean, know, pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah, Mike
1: Vick's in that league. Terrell yeah, Owens mm-hmm. in that league. And, and the, like, it's not by like contact, they just go out there and run around. Yeah, the, yeah,
2: these aren't just random bums. These are legends of the NFL, like mm-hmm. as Leobe Michael Vick, Terrell Owens. I think Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, whatever you want to call him, he was in that
1: league. Like, these are great players. Ocho you know? is still working out with guys like Antonio Bryant. Exactly, he's in, he's in shape, dude. He can bench.
2: Oh yeah, Chad. Yeah, Chad yeah. definitely keeps himself in shape. Chad is. He, I mean,
0: people keep on saying like, oh, he's in football shape. I I don't think he is. I think he's too big now. Mm-hmm. I, his I, arms are huge. Yeah, I think he's gotten way too big to play wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> even, like even if he was youth like he could not have had the success that he had at the size that he is now, <laughs> even if he was at the age that he was back then, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, because Chad is so big
2: now. Because Chad the main thing that he was so great at while how he had six straight that quick thousand feet yards and that saved, separation. Exactly, was his feet. He yeah. his feet were amazing. He was the best maybe in the whole NFL at like, creating separation just plainly. You know, because he was light on his feet. His footwork was incredible. You know, well, does he still have that footwork? If he does, mm-hmm. he can play. But if he doesn't have that same footwork, I don't know. There
1: was a quote Chad he gave out. He, he said, "Um, I could be stuck in a telephone booth with eight DBs on me. I'd still be open. I'd still be open. <laughs> yeah. He
2: said three things are certain. He goes, death. Taxes, taxes and eighty five.
1: Eighty five is always going to be open. <laughs> you know that's why I love Chad, man. Chad was always genuine. Have you seen the uh, the football life documentary on him? I have not. It's but I awesome. really watch It's I so funny. He just he just talks crap about everybody who's ever tried to guard him in the league, and he's like, I don't care who I am. I don't care who you are. I'm open.
0: Eighty five He would tell people like what he was running. Mm-hmm. And, like, he said, like, at first people were, like, kind of psyched out because they were like, oh, he's telling me what he's running. He's obviously not really He's running. messing with me. Exactly. Yeah. And so he always got open for that reason. But then once people finally caught on, they're like, oh, he's actually telling
2: the truth. When he says, I'm running a running. slant, he's actually running a yeah. slant. And then they still know. couldn't cover him. And they, they still, still beat couldn't him. cover him. Yeah. You know, that's what great footwork does. And in terms of the Pro Bowl, we all know it's the best football players in the world. They deserve to be there. You know, they want to have fun and enjoy with their families and all that. And that's fine. Obviously, that's what the Pro Bowl is for. But there's got to be some level of you know competency to watch, because then nobody's gonna watch this Pro Bowl next year. It's gonna be the lowest rated Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Skills Challenge is actually pretty fun to watch, and that takes over the game. You know, they yeah, have the guys
1: are playing dodgeball. dodgeball like I'd rather ball, watch them is, play dodgeball than football than actually
2: point. play football, and I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's saying go out there and give your hundred ten percent. You know, go do that, because we know injuries don't. But there has to be some type of you know. There it's has to be some one. type of. I missed the, the Pro Bowl
1: when Sean Taylor laid the hammer. On they used punt. to go 110 <laughs> percent. Yeah, got things like that.
2: Yeah, Sean Taylor. R.I.P.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right.
2: Yeah, Sean Taylor laying that hit on the punter. I don't remember who it was. Couldn't tell you. Maybe he was, was another
0: good. The uh, football life.
2: Oh, his was? Sean Taylor. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that one. Of
0: course, it was probably, or I definitely remember it being a little bit kind of off base with what you normally expect from those documentaries. Because it's a sad and everything. Sean Taylor wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. they, like
2: how, Usually they interview the person that they're actually yeah, exactly. doing the documentary it on For chats, he was just in his
1: basement. There was just like... He was playing he, FIFA, smoking stoves. Yeah, he had, a, Saint Laurent he, had a, he had a cigar in his hand. He had his short, short chubbies on. That. He had his vans. You could see his whole legs. Like, he still had muscle at that point. Dude was
0: jacked.
1: Yeah. He was in his basement on his bench where he does, like, his classic, you know, he benches all the time now. And then he just had boxes of crap. Like, just memorial, but, like, this trophy I got in third grade, I don't know why I still have it. I burn my trophies, bro. Stay the past, stay woke. Instead of crap. playing receiver,
2: maybe he's <laughs> trying to come back and play linebacker and play safety. Yeah. Or something like that for Chad. So, yeah, the Pro Bowl... We'll see what they do going forward. I think they're definitely going to make some changes or try to make some type of, you know, announcement or some type of, you know, you know to make it more watchable. Honestly, they you have just to just
0: make it an honor thing more than anything. You know, college day, like first team. Like, like team. an all-pro. like yeah, just, just all an all-pro. And, and, and just say, say
2: you're a pro bowl, don't even play the games anymore. Exactly. Because if they're going to play like that, there's no point in playing a pro bowl. No. You know, if they're going to play like that. So now we're going to move on. Now we're going to talk about some breaking news in the world of sports today. It has been reported that Anthony Davis, star center for the New Orleans Pelicans, has told the Pelicans that he has no intentions of signing a long-term deal and that he has requested a trade.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he did say he finished the season strong. He did, he's not going to give up on the Pelicans just
2: yet. Yeah, some people think that he's just going to set out the season. That's not who Anthony Davis is. He's going to play. No, he's an guy. He's just not going to sign long-term, and he, just, he said that he wants to be traded. And obviously, the team that everyone's talking about with Anthony Davis is the Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. because Anthony Davis signed with LeBron's company before the season started, Clutch Sports. So I think that was the kind of the indicator that Anthony Davis was leaving. You know that he was going to request a trade signing with Clutch Sports. You don't just do that for any reason. Mm-hmm. And that's why people think that the Lakers have the best chance of signing Anthony Davis is because
1: the proposed trade from the Lakers officially was um, uh, Ball, Kuzma, a first-round pick, and some nobody center.
2: That oh, Zubach.
1: Zubac, who's actually having a
2: pretty nice month, but yeah. I mean, I don't consider him a good Conspiracy, center, conspiracy theory,
1: conspiracy theory here. You know how LeBron has had that groin injury for like over a month now, mm-hmm. and he said like oh, I'll be back, and then he never is, and then a week later I'll be back and never is. What if the Pelicans or Anthony Davis at least asked LeBron to sit out a little more, so the Pelicans could see who they want from the Lakers starting wise. To see how well they played without LeBron, to see who was good enough to play for the Pelicans and ask for them in a trade, flip flop. It's
2: not a see, crazy theory. See, once see you see what, the what the if. problem
0: is? The problem is without LeBron playing, the Lakers are less likely to win. Therefore, the first round pick that they're giving up has more and more value as the day go by. Mm-hmm. The days go by.
2: That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because usually you would think that the Lakers' pick would be in the twenty somewhere because you expect them to make the playoffs and at least win one series. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously not make it to the championship, but yeah, I it's a it's interesting to that because I could see LeBron. He's so good at mind games. He knows what he's doing. Everything LeBron James does is you the know. The Pelicans what, actually came out and made
1: a statement. They said if you we want the NBA to crack down on the tampering for this trade because we don't want anybody just calling Anthony Davis out of the blue and say hey come here. Which
2: I think is nonsense because tampering happens all the time. You can't stop LeBron James and Anthony. Yeah, Davis all from these guys are talking, buddy buddy now. Yeah, talking to each other, texting. These are human beings. You know, yeah. they have relationships. You know, they're mm-hmm. friends. They hang out. They played with each other AAU. <laughs> You know this tampering is, I think, is nonsense.
1: You can have relationships. And it's not nonsense. There's there is rules. It's a business. I see that from the but I don't standpoint. think
2: it's it's gonna work because no, these guys not. can Anthony Davis can call LeBron or vice versa anytime he wants to have and talk about what they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know. But then
0: why has Justin Turner not called Bryce Harper? I mean, it can happen in any sport. Why basketball is it so much more prevalent? Because I, I agree with you. Because in
1: basketball, there's no more of like this tough guy mentality anymore. Yeah. they're all buddy buddy, and it's a friendly yeah. competition. And it all how much, much you want.
2: Does Justin Turner really desperately want Bryce Harper in LA? I don't. Maybe he doesn't. I just think it's a basketball thing. Um,
0: <laughs> like last year, like the, the most like. Like, it was kind of controversial at the All-Star game. Austin Matthews for the Maple Leafs went over to John Tavares at the time with the Islanders and said, so you coming to Toronto? Ha ha ha. And then one of the mics picked it up, and the league flipped their shit like, oh God, it's tampering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, Like they they no, that's not tampering. It's friendly camaraderie. Exactly. And and the truth is, even if it was tampering, I don't think that you can crack down on on player-on-player tampering. You know what I mean? Now, if... You know, one team's going to the player's agent, being like, "Hey, we know he plays for this other team, but in the off season, you guys want a seven-year deal with $35 million? Yeah, yeah, sure, okay, sounds good. Done deal. You'll get, all you'll f- get
2: this, you'll get this, you'll get all these little incentives right. if you play for us. You that know, that type of stuff. I, I think is too far. That's but fair. I think
0: players pitching their team their market their city their brand that's
2: i don't see a problem with that i don't either and, and
0: for just for whatever reason it's more prevalent in basketball and i think we'll see other sports catch up to that
2: because um anthony davis and lebron james that would be a nice combination you know i don't think that takes them over to beat the warriors i just just lebron james S- and yeah anthony speaking davis. of the warriors
1: clay thompson said he didn't say i don't know if he said it or not but there was the reports reported. for whoa he said if anthony davis does go to the lakers Klay Thompson will hop on board and sign a long-term deal. Well,
2: well, if if the Warriors don't offer him a max, if the Warriors yeah. give him the max, I think he's going don't to think, stay. I don't,
1: he's he's an ancillary character to their starting lineup. And
2: and it, that's a shame because Klay Thompson is a really good player, man. He is one of the most underrated players inconsistent in the league
1: maybe, but a very good score. Even
2: that, I mean, he's always going to give you great defense every single night. Mm-hmm. He could he's always going to hit your threes, you know. He's it, even his incons. I mean every player has inconsistencies, you know. Steph Curry is inconsistent. Would you not want Steph Curry on your team, mm-hmm. you know? He's a 3-and-D he's guy. You know, he, he fits in. He plays defense.
1: Did you see that uh, Steph Curry slip up when he was trying to dunk the ball and then airball the next shot? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, this is, it's really um, fun to see. But I think if the Lakers want to go get Anthony Davis, they are going to have to put in the whole package. Personally, me, if I'm the GM of the Pelicans, I don't trade Anthony Davis because there's nothing I can get a fair value that's going to be worth what Anthony Davis is worth. Right. He's I don't not worth anything you. as soon as he leaves you. But that—that's the thing. If he—but he, and he's still signed through next year, though. He's not a free agent after this year. Okay. He just wants to be. Well, traded. Can, yeah. can you
0: floor a team that's going to be
2: competitive next year? That's, no, you know, you're the Pelicans. No. You can't. You can't do it. Yeah, because they have there's a
1: Holiday and a bunch of rats. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's nothing that you can get that's fair or equal value to anything Davis, unless you get LeBron James or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to put in all four of their assets. They're going to have to put in Kuzma. They're going to have to put in Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Um, and they're going to put up maybe Josh Hart, you know, and they'll probably maybe throw in Lance Stevenson to even out the money, and they're going to have to throw a first round pick in there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the assets are going to have to go to New Orleans. I just if they heard make all score. of
0: their roster minus LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I yeah. just said. I mean, you LeBron say.
1: has played with bums before and brought him to the finals. Have you watched him in 2007? Yeah. It's happened. If you get AD <laughs> Did and you Glenn, watch him last year, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, you just watched just uh, a handful of months ago, and I think it, it would be great for LeBron. And AD, because I think AD will extend LeBron's career. You know, you could, LeBron could take a couple games off. You could give the hand a torch to AD for three, four games. He could mm. hold it down, you know, or vice versa. If AD needs some time I would, off, I would he's love hurt. that.
1: If, you know, just imagine they that. will help each other out a lot. LeBron would be the point guard again, or the point forward, if you would call it. Come down, get the pick and roll from AD. AD would roll to the basket, and Clay Thompson would stay on the three point line. Imagine that trio every oh, yeah. game. That's that, would so, be, that's exciting. that would be
2: incredible. You know, they would all help each other out. They would all complement each other's styles. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're both gonna help each other out in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron, Anthony Davis, gonna he obviously great defender. He could take the defender. He could post up to the basket. He'll give LeBron a little bit of a break, more time on the bench. Because yeah. Anthony Davis, one of those guys, you put him on the court, he can take over a game by himself. You know, he doesn't need LeBron to create his shots for him like LeBron does a lot of his other teammates. So I think that's gonna be really interesting to see. The Lakers are the overwhelming favorite. The Celtics are another team that gets mentioned for Anthony The Celtics Davis. were
1: that team of the future when they lost in <clears throat> the conference finals against LeBron. Yeah. And now they're just, you know, they're they're fading away. Exactly. I mean, maybe they're still the
2: favorite to come out of the East, maybe just because of on their talent. They're alone. still
1: they're still top three already. Because
2: and but the thing about the Celtics is they can't make a move because of I think it's called the Rose rule or something like that. They have to wait until after this season to make a move to officially offer a trade why it's some type of rule that i know is in place but they cannot offer a trade until after the season's over Mm -hmm. and it's really weird but they have the assets though are they going to throw in jason tatum Jalen brown terry rozier you know a first-round draft pick that they got from the grizzlies Mm -hmm. that might be a little bit more appealing than the lonzo and kuzma you know so if the lakers want to jump on this they might want to jump on this quickly Mm -hmm. you know because if they wait that's what they already offered him like a trade and then the, I heard the Rockets are going to try to make a move. The Raptors are going to try to make a move. The Bucks might try to make a move. Bucks, You know, you could give, uh, put Giannis and AD together. That, that looks pretty dangerous as well. That's unguardable right well, there. Well, you know
0: what would be really dangerous? If well, my the, prediction came true. <laughs>
1: with the Kawhi and AD. It's, yeah. go, speaking of
2: Toronto.
0: The, the Toronto could win the finals this year. And I tell you what, with the rumblings that that might be a potential destination for AD... That's really interesting, and I tell you what, Kawhi might not be in a hurry to go to L.A. We know he's, you know, gonna go to the Clippers. It seems that way, but you
2: wonder, considering the Clippers kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> but they what haven't I mean, actually been too bad, though, this year. They have actually had moments where they look like they were pretty, yeah. been moments, pretty
0: good. Moments are cool and all, but <laughs> I don't know. That's not quite enough. They got a nice young you, roster. W- would he consider signing a one-year huge money contract to stay for that extra year with AD in Toronto?
2: No way, Kawhi is set. He is going to LA. I just, I just think it's it's set in stone. It's etched in stone. It I don't. Bugs I don't me that he's going to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I
0: just I, I I've never that's been a waste in... of talent. Exactly, I agree. I agree. And, it's and those second tier teams in those big markets. Yeah. Toronto
2: would be good, but remember, if they trade for Anthony Davis, they're gonna have to get up rid of a lot of nice. You know, they're gonna have to get rid of the you know the Fred Van Vliets, the Siakams of the world, and just uh, just um Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis is not. Gonna going to be enough maybe to get out of the east it will be but it's not going to be enough to beat the warriors because that that's this year those two players aren't enough to beat the golden state warriors they so could, you're, you're taking the two best defensive players right? in, the, in the in the nba yes in the nba yeah
0: and you're telling me that and they can go get it at the other end too yeah oh yeah and you're telling <laughs> this me that two that of the five best players a in, no not so against if the warriors. A team with the two best defensive players in the entire nba doesn't have a chance they There's they would anyone? push
2: they would push it. I'm not saying they would get swept or anything, but they would push it to maybe five or six. But they wouldn't win a series. I mean, if LeBron can do it by himself, why can't two of them? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, no. LeBron had Kyrie. Kyrie played exceptional in that series mm-hmm. when LeBron was actually by himself. He didn't stand a chance against the Warriors. No, I mean, maybe, well, the referees and J.R. Smith robbed him of the opportunity. Yeah, he so should have won. <laughs> he should have won game one. But, you know, after that game, it wasn't even close.
0: J.R. Smith, the Dubs legend. Like.
2: <laughs> and when they got Kevin Durant, when LeBron had Kyrie, it was still a five-game series. You know, having Kevin Durant to your team was just unfair with everybody like that. So. You ruined
1: the league.
0: But so you're saying there's not a chance no. like, that anyone wins this championship I, outside of Golden Gold,
2: State? No, I don't. I'm No, I, think I don't. You're too see hardcore
0: it. on that train, man. I,
2: I just don't see anybody
0: do it team after year after year after year. Teams just don't do it. It's too hard.
2: They're on an 11-game win streak right now, and they're not even trying. Because okay, the Buffalo Sabers
0: went on a 10-game win streak earlier in the year. But no, the Buffalo
2: Sabers don't usually win championships. The Golden State is on a two-peat and won three out of the last four. And this is they're not even trying in their winning games. I, how can you how is anybody gonna stop the Warriors? Because you've got the two best
0: defensive players in the NBA, who are also two of the best offensive players in the NBA. I just I I don't know. I think that discounting that is. Put it this way: that's the only hope that any team has. I I will agree. I will agree with that defensively, mm-hmm. because like what was also clutch in that Cleveland series, LeBron's defense. Yeah. I I mean because he
1: shows up when he has to, not when he wants to anymore. Because he's old, and he wants to save his energy for points.
0: Yeah, but like if you can shut him down the way LeBron did when he won that Finals, I don't know. It would be That's
2: interesting because like, if you put Kawhi Leonard on, you know Kevin Durant, it, or maybe Steph Curry, and then you put Kawhi Leonard on KD,
1: and you put AD on Boogie.
2: Yeah, you know I feel like it would it would be close. I'm not saying it would be a sweep. I'm saying six. But I don't in a seven game series. They, there's no way they beat the Warriors. They know. they get they over warriors get overwhelming that's the problem, they they go on a see, eighteen to nothing click, run.
0: They don't click on all cylinders the way that they did like the, the first two years. Yeah, exactly. They they don't have they just they have the same team. They have a better team, but they just seem to hit like potholes sometimes.
2: And that that's what we remember. We thought that last year, like oh they're not going to work out. They're not going to do this, and they end up they flip the switch and they go. I think it's going to be to this point. Let's say Anthony Davis doesn't get traded. I think it's going to be easy. I think they'll lose one or two games in the playoffs. And they're just going to in gonna order gonna for the three. Warriors
1: to lose, it's going to be on themselves. Exactly, they, they show their weaknesses sometimes, and they go on these little dry spells where nobody hits a shot, and they don't get, they don't play on defense. They come yeah. down, they don't make the shot, and, then, and they, they, they turn, turn the ball over. They turn it over a few times because they get like lackadaisical or cocky with the ball. That's when you have to take advantage of the team. But betting on them making mistakes is a bad bet to make.
2: They, that's team. the thing. They play with chemistry. They move the ball. KD doesn't care about shooting. Steph doesn't care about shooting. Clay doesn't. Draymond doesn't. Like, if these guys all had a little bit of a selfish mentality, then you're right. But they move the ball and they play the, just the game the way it's supposed to be played. Wait, wait, wait. KD doesn't have a selfish mentality? No, not since he's joined the Warriors. No, he doesn't. He does not have a selfish mentality. No,
0: that's exactly my point.
2: He joined the Warriors. He's a selfish, He's selfish. selfish. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Ruined fine. Yeah. Talking about KD's character, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but in terms of how they play, I mean, it's two years in a row that they've just absolutely dominated the pack, and I, I expect it to be a 3 Well,
0: Yeah, but put it this way also, though. You got Kawhi Leonard you got Anthony Davis playing for the Raptors. Do they not sweep LeBron's Cavs last year?
2: The Raptors would, and obviously that wouldn't be a finals matchup. Oh, if AD and Kawhi were playing against last year's LeBron team? 100%, that's a sweep. Yeah. oh yeah. That's a sweep. LeBron therefore, would maybe suffice more Therefore, two games, yeah. the
0: East didn't stand a chance against the Dubs last year just for the reason that nobody was better than LeBron's Cavs, but if this team that we said would easily sweep LeBron's Cavs in a hypothetical Eastern Conference final, then doesn't that mean that they have a chance?
2: But we also have to keep in context that the Toronto— So
0: you're
1: telling me there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you there's not a <laughs> chance. That, 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 <laughs> the
2: Raptors are a real long shot. They're not like the—the like, This is the, uh, the Raptors are going to throw on a deal, but it, likelihood it's not going to happen. I don't think Anthony Davis has any interest in playing in Toronto either. Uh, it's a long shot. I Does guess it's not move? impossible. What was it? Does he have a no move? No. he signed through next year, but he's requested to train. And he has no—I don't think he has an opt-out clause or anything like that. Or maybe a, he maybe has some type of trade clause in his contract. Yeah, I was gonna say because otherwise it doesn't matter if he wants to
0: go play in Toronto or not. Then if
2: they yeah they could trade him they could trade him, but I, I mean they're they're a long shot. They're like the Raptors may try to go get in the AD sweepstakes. I mean regardless I still don't think they'd be. Imagine the
0: mentality though wise why would you not? Because you gave up your future for one year of Kawhi Leonard.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Why not just strip your team down to be a. You know D league, but they didn't
2: actually give up too much for Kawhi because Pop loved Demar Derozan. They got Demar Derozan and a couple other pieces, but the Raptors are still really they're deep. The Raptors are really deep. They got the Fred VanVleet of the world, Kyle Lowry. You know Siakam, oh. Valen, uh, Valanchunas Valanciunas is still on the team. He's hurt, and they're still have the best record in the sorry second best record in the East. Raptors are a good team. Who is the best? The, the Nuggets have the the, Bucks, the best. Urge. The Bucks have the best record in the NBA at this point.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: That's hard to believe. I I was watching This That's literally Sunday. a one-man show, then. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Imagine, <laughs> about AD, imagine oh, him and AD playing together. Huh? Is this his brother's draft year? Who, Kostas? Yeah. I think he got drafted last year, two years ago. Oh, but I thought they said he was going to be, like, just, like, a huge prodigy.
1: He is. He's, like, pretty much the same build as Giannis.
0: But they say he's better.
1: I don't know about better. Yeah, I wouldn't, better I wouldn't go. I <laughs> would
0: I
2: would let him prove a little bit that he could play in the game before he could say he's Look at, I saw yes. that like a couple
1: of years ago. A, that's just the Bleacher Report hype machine getting to your head. Yeah. Okay, you're probably right.
2: <laughs> so now that now we're, done, we're done talking about that, now we're going to talk about baseball since we are only two weeks away. From Pitchers and Catchers Reporting for us, Paulie describes the most wonderful time of the year. The most wonderful
1: time of the year, baby. (laughs) Baseball
2: season is upon us, and the Reds, as we've talked about a lot in these past couple podcasts... I mean, I
1: wouldn't say it's upon us. It's got to be negative 40 in two days. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: So much for for baseball weather and when the whole city's going to freeze here in the next 24 hours, but... There's news that the Reds are actively trying to get J.T. Raul Muto from the Miami Which is a
1: mistake.
2: And all three of us have come to the agreement that we do not like this and we think it is a mistake. And the reason I say it, and I think these two agree with me, is that the Reds don't need a catcher. Tucker Barnhart is a formidable catcher. He's a gold glover. Sure, we get it. He's not Raul Muto on offense. That's fine. But Tucker Barnhart and Casale are two really solid catchers behind the plate. And with the
1: rest of the firepower on offense that you have this year and probably the next year and the years to come with all these prospects, why go out and just get another guy that's going to hit 270? Yeah,
2: you have two good catchers. You know, why? in well, the Miami Marlins, they've already talked. They want the Senzels. They want the Greens. The, the Indians, yeah. Why would you get rid of your top prospects for a position that you don't need? You know, the, the mm. catcher is good for the Reds for years to come. Tucker Barnard is your guy, and Casali's a really nice backup. He had a really nice mm. year last year. You're too deep at catcher and you have two really good catchers. A gold glover at is your starter. Why do you need to go trade your top prospects that are going to be in the MLB, you know, Hunter Green who's going to be the ace of the pitching staff here in 2 years, Jonathan India, Nick Senzel, who's one of the top 10 prospects in baseball for a catcher that you don't need. Mm-hmm. It's different if you're if you had no catcher. That's, then it's different if you were desperately needing a catcher, then okay,
1: I see what you mean. The only reason they would do this is to trade him like by the end of the year. That's the only reason I'd see him like even like. signing with the Reds.
2: I just don't understand the the reasoning for it. The Reds are fine as they are. They made changes. They improved the pitching the staff. Only they,
1: the only thing they need is bullpen pitching.
2: You know, and even the bullpen. The bullpen was fine last year. They were just overused. Yeah. You know, when your starters go three innings every game, the bullpen is going to get worn out eventually. Maybe but now they have the pitching. Season. Now they have starting pitching. Now they improved their starting. They got three good starting pitchers now. Mm-hmm. Sonny Gray, you know, Tanner Rourke. Um, Alex Wood. Alex Wood, yeah, that's the one I was missing. Luis Castillo. Exactly. Now they actually have a Four, they just need their starters to go five or six innings, and in the bullpen is good. Mm-hmm. You got Jared Hughes, you got Amir Garrett, you got Rosselli Glacius. You know, you got really. And I think Sal Romano is going to come out of the bullpen He can give you two, three innings from Sal long Armano. relief.
1: He's like an Aaron Harang look-alike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't forget uh, Tyler Molly in that. Rotation. Yeah, they might put Molly in the uh, bullpen. You know, no, no,
1: no, rotation, rotation. They might put Lorenzen in center field.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's Mike Lorenzen. Yeah, he's a re- he had a really good year last year, pitching and hitting. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you don't need to give top prospects? How did away. he
1: not win the Silver Slugger at pitching last year? That blows my mind. Maybe yeah. not
2: enough at bats. So that would be my only thing. Maybe he didn't get enough. Time. He had like
1: eight times as many home runs as the next best guy. That's that's a, that's an epiphany.
2: Exactly, and he had less at bats too. Starting pitchers usually get three, four, mm-hmm. at least one or two a game.
1: In the NL he know? would
2: get maybe three or four a week you know something like that so I the Reds have to keep their top prospects only the only way you would trade him is maybe to get Corey Kluber you know the ace the one mm-hmm. guy but no you, know, you do need to get JT Muto give up Hunter Green or Nick Senzel to go get Ramuto when he, it's not a need that's my problem with this
1: with this trade are you stupid or are you just plain dumb yeah
2: it's just it would be a terrible trade you know keep your top prospects and you know as I was we were me and Polly were talking before um, the podcast and Yasiel Puig may be a one-year rental. If he has a really good year, he's only signed one more year to the Dodgers that the Reds obviously have now, he may leave. He may leave after this year. And if so, he plays well,
1: he wants that max contract.
2: Exactly. That's why you have the Taylor Trammell who plays center field and gives him another year. You know, you could go get one more year, maybe sign Puig, do an arbitration contract, give him two years, and then by then Taylor Trammell should be ready to come up. Don't give up a guy who's going to be the future of center field. That's cloudy right now. It won't be cloudy with Trammell. But if you trade him, it's a cloudy position. Mm-hmm. You know, you gave up Billy Hamilton because you thought you would be Thank good God at center field. He's too. You know, but and Taylor Trammell should fix that. <laughs> but don't give him up to go get a catcher that you don't need. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the problem. All right, what now? So we talked. Yeah, Leo. Is, uh, I thought Leo. Oh. Got, yeah, I thought Leo was going to say something, but no, he's just Super actually quiet.
1: Bowl. The next thing, football, Super Bowl predictions. Oh
2: gosh, yeah, we have to talk about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is this Sunday, so we have to do a breakdown of the Super Bowl. The Patriots and uh, Rams play. This weekend for the Super Bowl, Super, this Super is Bowl 15. Terrific
1: Tom's last ride at the Super Bowl. He said he's playing. He said he's not done he playing. He said it's a 0% chance that he retires. Mm-hmm. It's a 0% chance All that All he has to do is Tom eat kale and chickpeas the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, uh, eat
2: his avocado ice cream, sleep <laughs> in his $600 pajamas, yeah. his $15,000 bed that he gets, you know. And when you're looking at this game, if the Rams don't get pressure on Brady, and what I mean that is, from the middle.
1: From Sue and um, what's Because his this so is Donald. a different
2: type of pressure. When they played the Chargers, it was both on Ingram. You know, for the Chiefs, Off it was the edge. and D let Tom and Brady Justin step Houston. up in the pocket. If he can't step up in the pocket, the Rams have a good chance of winning. You have the best defensive player in football and Aaron Donald lined up at D-Tackle. And Sue. Who's playing arguably his best football of his career right now. Mm-hmm. If you push that pile and make Tom Brady uncomfortable through the middle, the Patriots are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because there's no one man that can guard Aaron Donald. They're going to have to double-team him. Because you cannot well, guard Aaron That Sue by himself. And that Sue has to take over this game. I think he is a huge X factor in this game. Because if you're going to double-team Aaron Dollar, you have to. You cannot guard him one-on-one. On one. It's going to be a sack or a pressure every single time. This will be a Dominick Sue's game to take over, to make things hard for Tom Brady, take that pressure up the middle. And if they can do that, they have a great chance of winning this game. Because we all know how good the Rams offense is and can be.
1: The game ends about 28-24 Patriots.
2: You know... It, it, and that, I think that's a good prediction because I think the Rams and uh, Patriots are both going to score. They're going to get their couple touchdowns. I think this game starts a little slow. I think it's a little bit of a feeling out process. But I think as a second half. So that's how the Super Bowl always
1: starts. There's no big play in the, the first half of the game. They, other than they the always Falcons. just run, 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 Different. run, run. <laughs> <laughs> And the Falcons that's game. That's the very first play of the game. <laughs> I mean the first the drive. Falcons the Falcons did start off okay. thought though against the
2: Patriots. And people question, oh, can Jared Goff, is he going to be able to play with Tom Brady? Mm-mm. Well, Nick Foles did. Well, Matt Ryan did, so yes, absolutely Jared Goff can Nick play Foles with Tom Brady. Nick Foles is a
1: natural phenomenon. I don't know how he did that, and he still did it <laughs> like this year. It, it,
2: when you have Sean McVay, when you have guys like that, Jared Goff is in position to win, and Jared Goff is in position mm-hmm. to make good plays. Absolutely, he
1: can play just as well as that, Tom This Brady. whole game is on Goff's and Sue's shoulders Exactly. Honestly, point, honestly. You know,
2: if Jared Goff
0: plays well, he's poised. What's the word on Todd Gurley? Isn't that the biggest question mark going into no, this one?
1: They have C.J. Anderson. They're fine. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> no, I don't think they're fine with
2: just EJ Anderson. And Leo's right. The health of Todd Gurley is going to be big because nobody can, knows what the hell's going on. Right? Mm-hmm. He had a leg injury, had a knee injury. Nobody. Apparently, he's good to go. He's not on the injury report.
1: Or if he is, I mean, Wait, we all know he's, he's going to still play. A shadow his former self.
2: You know, if Todd Gurley can just be formidable. You know, Just go get just you put 70, put up like 50, yards.
1: 75 yards. He's a, he's a threat, though. Is he's got the
0: name on that jersey, you know, puts fear into the
2: opposing defense. And, and I think just having him back there opens a lot more things Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Because you have to account for to. You have to account for Todd Gurley when he's on the field, whether he's 100% or whether he's 50%. Because at any time when he's on the field, he can hit a home run. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. And if he's not there, that changes the dynamic of the game completely.
1: And when you have Todd Gurley, the Patriots have to account for. It. If the Saints are in this Super Bowl instead, do they win? As maybe they should have with the uh, mm-hmm. call. As they should have.
2: I, can... I believe.
1: I think so. It's close. This is Drew Brees' statistical like greatest years ever had. And yeah. This is this was the Saints' year that they came marching in and they just got stopped by one call I think offensively, say...
2: they would have I think they would have tore the Patriots apart with Ingram Kamara mm-hmm. Michael Thomas Drew Brees they would have gotten their points but again their pass rush Sheldon Rankin's member tore his ACL mm-hmm. so that was big there they wouldn't have that up middle pass rush and Brady would just be shredding them all over the field that's why I like the Rams because they have Donald and Sue you have the best defensive player in football and a really good defensive tackle there to make the pressure You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, if you, that's how you get to Tom Brady because he's going to get the ball out before the edge rushers can get there. Mm -hmm. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. He gets the the ball
1: out like within, like, he has the fastest, like, throw, like, timing. It's like under two seconds. And Brady's throwing off
2: his back foot because Donald and Sue are living in the backfield. That's a recipe for success. Like, for even Rams. on
1: that touchdown he had last week in the, the championship game where he threw that deep ball, I forget who it was too, but it was like a 30-yard pass. He underthrew that ball. Yeah. So his like his arm strength is obviously not what it used to be. He can't bomb it 50 yards downfield for yeah. a touchdown like he did with Randy Moss that one year. Exactly.
2: Yeah, that was a dang, which was a solid 12 years ago, 12, mm-hmm. 13 years ago. And I think, you know, special teams just don't turn the ball over. If you're the Rams, you know the Patriots aren't going to beat themselves. Right. You have to run the ball. That's what the Patriots do. They work
1: you down, they'll run the ball because they can somehow. They had like the number two rush offense in the league this year with nobody. James
2: White and Sonny Michelle. Yeah. Sonny Michelle was
1: hurt for a lot of the year. Yeah, with like nobody.
2: It's, I mean, the Patriots aren't going to beat themselves. They're going to play smart. The Rams cannot turn the ball over. No special. Which Jared Goff
1: is turnover prone. So that's what I said before. This game comes down to if Goff can be yeah. responsible and prove that he's worth being a top tier quarterback in this league.
2: Yeah, and they, all the the quarterbacks that have beaten Tom Brady recently have the quarterbacks have played well. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Nick Foles of the world. Somehow, Nick Matt Foles. Ryan maybe should have won the game. He played well that game. He they took overtime for them to win. Mm-hmm. It took a miracle comeback from Tom 28 Brady. Twenty-eight to three. You that's know? nuts. I so, still can't believe that happened. If Jared Goff played plays well, doesn't turn the ball over, makes good decisions, you know, throw the ball away instead of throwing it in the traffic and just pump the ball away. He used to play like Andy Dalton. <laughs> you know, he has to, you know, and, and don't don't forget, take your risks, you know, play, you know, play aggressively. You have to but, pick your spots, but though. But be smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you said, pick your spots. So try to run the ball. Try to get the run game going because that'll take pressure off of, you know, Jared Goff as it is. If Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson can go get 120, 130 yards rushing, that's going to be huge, mm-hmm. you know, but to keep the Patriots off the field. So... I think, I think it should be a really fun Super Bowl. This should be a really fun Super Bowl.
0: Yes, we're leaving something out. And it's going to be why Brady's going to be Brady.
2: Why is Brady What's going to X-Factor be What's
0: the X Factor here? I mean, there's
2: Brady, there's Belichick, James White, nope. Sonny Michelle, Rob Gronkowski.
0: Nope. Nothing's going to come to mind at first. What is it? What do you okay, think? well, we're talking endlessly about Ndamakan as well as Aaron Donald, and, and rightfully so. Those guys are really going to change the complexion of any game. Yeah. Donald, especially
2: since but, he's the best, <laughs> he's the best in the world on defense. Don't forget the offensive line of the Patriots.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're somehow they're, they're the, best the best. They've in played the they
2: played exceptionally well this postseason. Incredible. I, I, could I name I mean, you one guy on their offensive I, line. Did Houston even get to Brady Hardly at all? No. Houston, you mean uh, Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas City. But, uh, my fault. Um, no. They I, always, really didn't. I always do that because Justin Houston Justin Houston yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah you're right he, he didn't he but yeah. he didn't get to Brady at all but I also think that's a uh, key thing of Brady getting the ball out quickly yeah, that's why that's, that's what he does well
0: and in people talk oh he's a systems quarterback okay I, I still think he's the best but even if he
2: is a systems quarterback
0: cool Stop, stop him but what exactly stop him and what's he so good at that we
2: just talked about getting rid of the ball that exactly fast. and that's why it's so hard for edge rushers because they start so far away that by the time they're making yeah. the pass rushing moves the ball is out that's why
1: belichick likes his little white receivers his little julian edelman's his, and his, his chris Kevin hogan's, hogan's, and his yeah. Kevin, hogan's yeah oh yeah chris oh yeah they just Kevin get Kevin off the ball Hogan. within like Amidola, half a second danny emondola west, west welker at these days
2: danny Amidola. he's Probably with the dolphins he's with the dolphins gotcha he actually had a pretty formidable Probably year driving trucks You know, Uh, that's why I think this whole pass rush is different because they have a pass rush up the middle. mm -hmm. Brady, if he steps back and... And if his wide linemen his are face. moving in his yeah. face, you, can't you know, see right front—that's right. like that. a whole different complexion than the Bosa, the Ingram, the Houston, the Fords. Because you, you know. know Tom
1: Brady's not gonna outrun you. <laughs> yeah,
2: because if you make things uncomfortable from in the pocket, you can absolutely beat Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the Eagles did. Fletcher Cox. What did he do? Fletcher Cox was living in his backfield mm-hmm. last year, and that's what made it hard for Brady. You know, Brandon Graham. And when you do things like that up the middle, that gives the pass rush a little bit more time. You know, the guys on the outside to make their moves. Mm-hmm. The Dante Fowler's of the world. You know, like. This, it's the trenches, just like as Leo said, the offensive defensive line. Who's going to win the trench battle? You know, the Rams running game, you know, the Patriots uh, running game, Trey Flowers and Malcolm Brown, all those guys. This is going to be a physical game. I think points are going to be scored, but who's going to win in the trenches? Who's going to not turn the ball over? Who is, who is going to get the key turnover in the game? I think that's going to win the special teams battle. <laughs> no, that's important. Yeah, it's, exactly, yeah. it's a third of the game. Yeah. Special teams yeah. is important, you know. If you bad punts, you know, k- punt returns, kick returns, Cordero, Patterson, that's important. Special mm-hmm. teams wins games.
1: You know, it could it could decide the outcome of a game. And the Patriots somehow always get that key turnover late in the game that decides how long Tom Brady stays on the field. Yep.
2: And just how important it was. What if they would have called Julian Edelman touched the ball when he was on special teams mm-hmm. last week? The whole complexion of that game changes yeah. with the
1: with the Chiefs getting the ball at the thirty yard line. That didn't line. touch him by literally a hair. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So people who don't think special teams important, what if that call went the Chiefs way? What yeah. happens in that game? We don't know. So special teams is just as important, you know. And that's what that's what both of these teams pride themselves on. And I think it's
1: going to be a really good game. It's a Super Bowl. Twenty-eight, twenty-four Patriots. Twenty-eight, twenty-four Patriots. sealed, delivered.
2: Tom Brady does it again. Again. He he clutches it again. How many runs would that be? Six. That'd for be him? six. That would just put him so far ahead of everybody else. Like, he's the GOAT now, but, I mean, there's people close to him. He's, he'd this like, Super Bowl would just put him on an be the boat. He'd be
1: the boat, too, the best of all time.
2: He would be – they would make him out Rushmore and just put four different faces of Tom Brady smiling and Somewhere mad in Boston. Somewhere, yeah, he would do all that stuff. But it should be a really fun Super Bowl. It really should.
0: A lot to look forward to, and, uh, so, I don't know, I think Super Bowl Sunday's – definitely one that we've all got. You know know
2: what I think it's time for? I think we know what it's time for. I think it's time for the power play. I think it's time for Leo to go hard on his power play. (laughs) All right we'll uh we'll jump in right here and uh
0: not a ton of news. The NHL All-Star game just went down. Uh the Metropolitan Division wound up winning the tournament. Um my guys Cam Atkinson, Seth Jones each coming away with their share of a million dollars. Um let's see and then season's starting right back up now for the Jackets. They've had about a 13 uh, day break I guess Because their bye week Coincided with the All-Star game How's my
1: boy Breadman um, doing
0: He has decided Not to negotiate With the Blue Jackets Until <laughs> the season Is over He's keeping quiet Also known as He will be traded By February 25th
2: <laughs> And also I did I watched the highlights Of the uh, All-Star game And the MVP of that game Was Sidney Crosby Yeah You know I know It's a 3v3 And I know maybe Not everyone's trying As hard as they are But Sidney Crosby Went into that game With all the best All the best eyes In the NHL Sidney Crosby still said to himself, I'm Sid the kid. Yeah. You know, I I'm still who I am. I was the best hockey player on the planet for over a decade. Don't forget about me. Yeah. Don't forget I'm a three-time Stanley Cup champion. I was the best player on the planet. You know, don't for, don't forget about the, you know, one of the greatest of all time. So don't forget about me. When, yeah. which I thought was big for him, which I thought was big.
0: And and what's funny is, I mean, he was a rookie in 05 and he's been the best player on the face of the earth pretty much since then. And now I mean, you can talk about McDavid if you want, yeah. but like but Ultimately, this is also so as only his third All-Star game. That That is insane. Because he's been invited to all of them. He's been like, I'm sick, sorry. Yeah. Go. <laughs> and meanwhile, the crazy thing was uh, Nathan McKinnon was ill uh, during the All-Star game. So he didn't play. He actually stood on the bench as a coach because he was elected by the fans. Another former
2: number one and, pick, Nathan McKinnon.
0: Yeah, that's right. And he... Uh, he said he was ill, but he appeared to have a red solo cup in his hand. And so I was talking about it last week. That the All-Star game in the NHL is really just NHL players binge drinking and then playing three-on-three hockey. And
1: Classic. I think
0: McKinnon might have just been too intoxicated to play NHL hockey and said, I'm going to just keep drinking on the bench. And he was, like, standing on the bench, like, pointing to players, hey, get your assignments. And, like, the All-Star game is pretty funny. Well, he's over there chugging his... Chucking his pitchers. Yeah, that he, he never get know right what in he's zone. got out there. It was pretty funny. But uh, all in all, season starting back up. It's the stretch run, and the March to the playoffs starts February 25th. The trade deadline's where we're
2: keeping our eyes right now. And that's all we got for the power play. Right. Absolutely. So I think that is going to wrap it up for us. We hope everyone has an enjoyable Super Bowl Sunday. We hope uh, – Pauly's prediction – Oh, yeah, real quick. poll you've got the Patriots 2021 20, 20, 28, 24. 24. I'm going to – I want to take the Rams – but I'm going to use my head on this one. I'm going to go...
1: You don't bet with your heart, you bet with your brain. I bet with
2: my head. I'm going 31-27 Patriots. That's a high score. 31-27 Patriots. I think, start off slow, but I think these teams get it going offensively in the second half. I got 32-24 Pats. Pats. I mean, so how, how could you not? I mean, I want to go with the Rams, but... Listen, everyone who, like, when
0: if the Rams win, everyone's going to be like, oh, I told you so, I called it. And, like, half the people won't even have called it. But the people who actually did, it's like, congrats. You made the choice that went against conventional logic because there was a, like, if you're trying to be right, there's a there's the, a right answer here. You know, if, if you're rooting for a certain team, that's a different question. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to be right, you don't bet against Humboldt. Nah, you don't. Yeah, speaking you don't of bet Devin Hester, when no, they sure.
1: played against – Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl. Who won that Super Bowl? Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning. Manning. I was really praying that Brian Urlacher would pull out his final run and get that Super Bowl ring, but he never did. You know why? Because Peyton Manning exists. And <laughs> you bet with Peyton your brain. Manning was shredding the you defense. You bet on so. Peyton Manning. You bet on Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you can't. You just can't. Like, I mean, you people's like, oh, Patriots are going to lose. But if you look at Vegas, all the money coming into Vegas is Patriots winning. You know, people want to say, oh, Rams are going to win. Rams are going to win. But when you put money on it. I got the Patriots. Yeah, right. I yeah, got the exactly, Patriots exactly. winning. Exactly. Put your you money know, where you're Exactly. Is. And where the money is, that's where the Patriots are. That's what That's a five Super Bowl rings, you know, since 2000. That's what that gets you. So it should be a fun Super Bowl Sunday. I'm with you. I'm with you. So that is going to wrap it up for us, guys. Again, we hope you have an awesome Super Bowl Sunday. Stay safe. Have fun. Stay woke. Um, so for this uh, January 29th edition of Amateur Hour, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend, guys. Toodles.